In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You are advised that any view expressed by the host or their guest are not necessarily the views of the owners or management of Toginet Radio, Togi Entertainment, or the Owners Group Inc. us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Ghost Chronicles International. I am Ron Bullock, your host, the gatekeeper to the realm of the unknown, the unexplained, and perhaps the unbelievable New England's own Van Helsing. And with me, not across the pond, uh-uh, I'm not across the state, uh-uh, right here across from me is Mr. R- the Ghost Finder General himself, Mr. Richard Felix. Good afternoon. It's a change for me to say good afternoon instead of good evening, isn't it? It is. It's eight o'clock at home. It is. Yeah, although this feels like home, I'll be very honest with you. Oh, that's awful nice of you. Oh, fantastic. But we are broadcasting live from the Worthing Bar. Indeed we are. In Lowell, Massachusetts. Isn't it, isn't it something? I, uh, I love it. I'll tell you what, the beer's good as well. It is. Oh, yes. I haven't touched it. You, know, you warned me about Sam, you, you, Sam Adams and it's... it's you know, it's I'm stuff. just a good boy, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, <laughs> a good Catholic boy. Just give me my wine, and yeah. I guess I'm okay. Yeah, you'll have one afterwards, though, won't you? When we finish. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll drink yours. Then. Anyways, I mean, uh, you've been here for two days. Yes, indeed. Yes, yes. Staying up at um, in the most fabulous house up, up in Franconia uh, with some friends of ours. Yeah, uh, David and Tina. David and Tina. Hello, Hello David. Hello, Tina. And Julia's here as well with the wife. And, and Julia has come over as well. So the charming Miss, Mrs. Felix. Yes. We've, we've invaded you, basically. Yeah. We won't, we won't burn the White House down this time. Yeah, well, you didn't do a good job last time. Did we not? <laughs> no. no. all right, then. Never mind. But you know the White House is haunted, right? Yes, I do. Very much so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I know Jeff Belanger just written a book. Yeah. It. But even so, I, I knew beforehand, well, obviously, that, that um, I think it was um, Winston Churchill actually saw the ghost of Abraham Lincoln standing, I believe, standing at his, at his door when he was in, I'm trying to think, was it the... Something like the Primrose Suite, or, or, or I'm not sure. But anyway, he's, but I mean, we're talking credible people here. Oh, absolutely. I mean, the Queen of Danland, Danish, Danland, or something, whatever it is. Dan- Dan- uh, Denmark. Yeah. Uh, she uh, saw, saw, saw Lincoln again. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's a fact, isn't it? I've often talked about doing what one day, if I live long enough, either a book or a program, um, where we actually just, just do the, the stories from credible people. Mm-hmm. In other words, ambulance drivers... Um, paramedics, doctors, policemen, politicians, kings and queens, uh, presidents that have seen ghosts that are right. not going to make silly stories up. And Van Helsing, of course. And Van Helsing. And the <laughs> Ghost Fighter General. Oh, okay. Don't forget him, will you? Uh-huh. <laughs> I see somebody from the chat room, uh, Ione. I think she's one of your people, right, from uh, the UK? Right. 
Yeah, uh, she says, uh, don't forget to plug your book. Oh, uh, books, I guess, in plural, guys. Oh, it's coming right now. <laughs> <laughs> so what's the deal about this book? Uh, the book is, um, what is a ghost? Um, it's going to be out um, in time for us going down to Gettysburg on, on Thursday, Friday. Um, I've got uh, a guy actually printing me some in the U.S. as we speak. In, in, in Connecticut. Really? Uh, yeah, I'm just having um, some made quickly because obviously I can't be over here uh, without the new book, which is going to be, um, has, has, a, has a little piece in from Ron Kolek, um, because basically it's called What is a Ghost? And it's, it's got all the, the, my ravings, you've heard them already on the show over and over and over again, um, Ghosts in the Church, recordings, stone tape theory and all that sort of stuff. But I've started the book off uh, with a section called What the Experts Say. Uh, and we've got Jason Hawes from TAPS written me a, a, a piece, and um, Chris Lemming from, from Dead Famous, uh, Patrick Burns, um, all manner of people, and of course um, a nice little piece from Ron Colick as well, telling us what a ghost is, which is awesome. So I'm rather, rather, rather pleased about that, to say the least. Okay, that's, that's pretty cool. I mean, we, have to be, we just got a, a note that we have to be careful we don't speak at the same time because evidently Skypes can't handle both Richard and Ron. I should think the world can't really handle Richard and Ron, can they? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, my book will be out September 1st. Yours is being hand-printed by monks as we speak. Literally. Yeah. Handwritten by monks as we No, it's a guy called Dan Kennedy, actually, in, uh, uh, in Connecticut that's doing it for me, and he's going to ship him down to Gettysburg. But come on, give us a plug for yours as well. Yeah, our book is uh, Ghost Chronicles, and it is written by myself and Maureen Wood, my partner, who yeah, you yeah. have yet to meet. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But you will in Gettysburg, by the way. I can't wait. Yeah. I really, really can't wait, because I know something quite, quite um, astonishing happened to Maureen last time you were down there, didn't it? it oh, yeah. Up. How'd you hear that? You told me on the show, I think. Ah. I think. Right. She's actually an empath as well, so... She actually feels the pain, and there's, there's a little screaming bit going on down there. So it's kind of interesting. It's kind of cool. Like, we're by here, and there's like, people walking by carrying beer and stuff. This is absolutely fabulous. I, I didn't see any bring, bring any over here, but yeah, what the hell. Well, no, that's true. But no, this is, this is to, to be live in, in a haunted pub uh, in, in Massachusetts. It, it is haunted. Well, that's the main thing. Sure, it's not just the spirits behind the bar, aren't you? Mm-mm. Uh, anyways, I, I actually investigated it, uh, and if you go, I think the Suncast is, it's, uh, if you look up the Worthing and the Suncast, uh, you can uh, see it a little bit. But anyways, basically we made contact, because you know that Edgar Allan Poe used to hang out here. Yeah, and I, I, according to uh, well, legend, they, they say that he actually wrote um, The Raven here in, in, this, in this building, is that right? He used to hire a room upstairs? Is that true or not? If that's what legend says, who am I to argue with legend? Well, listen, <clears throat> I'm a great believer in um, there's no smoke without fire. Uh, and yes, the, the, the truth can be distorted a, a little bit, but um, not completely. And, and we have got a whole hour, haven't you? I'll, I'll just tell you a little you story. You have plenty of time. I'll tell you a little story about um, the ghost walk in Derby that I've been doing for 17 years. And we've. Uh, this is this is actually credit making uh, no smoke without fire credible. Uh, I, I walked past a huge block of concrete uh, um, on a road near Derby Jail, and legend has it, as we say, that there were bones inside this concrete block. Um, 
and of course, no way could I prove it. Um, I used to tell the story because uh, a ghost of, of a guy with two children has been seen walking towards this block of concrete. Uh, in 1876, they, they knocked an old chapel down and put a railway through. Uh, and legend has it that some of the bones that were dug up from pauper's graves were mixed into the concrete and formed into this concrete block. Really? It's a strange story, strange story. And I always used to say to people, not the most credible story, not, you know, not the most scary story, but I tell you what, the day that the, the road comes through and, and they knock the concrete block down, I'm going to be there, just in case there really are some tibias and fibias sticking out. I think, well, about six weeks ago, I got a phone call from Derby City Council about the bone, the skeletons that have been found where the concrete block is. And I was down there like shot. Anyway, they found five coffins, five coffins inside. And it's not a concrete block. It's, it's a big square black block that used to have a, an oil tank on top of it. But it's part of the original crypt of the particular Baptist chapel. And this guy called Samuel Bridget, who was the biggest employer in Derby, in the a, um, 1780s. That's not that guy up there, is it? No, no, that's the guy I'm going to tell you about in a minute. That's Kurt okay. another one. Okay. He was the biggest employer in Derby, Derby, England, and him and his five wives, five wives, are all buried in this crypt. And, and they're, they're, the, the curtains are round now, and they're actually removing the coffin. So, do you see where I'm coming from, Ron? There's no smoke without fire. W w the story wasn't quite correct, because people said there were bones in the, in, a, in the block of concrete. But it's not. It's a crypt. And I've got photographs of the coffins. Really? Hey, thank you, sir. Hey, they brought me an article here from. Um, you see, this is interactive radio for you, Ron, isn't it? Hey, oh, guy that, from. Uh, that's the photograph of us doing our investigation in the attic. Hey, that's fantastic. There you are. And, and um, Mr. Caulfield, who, of course, is the mayor's son, mm -hmm. has just brought me this article over for me to see. And I have not seen it before, so this is great. Wow. Oh, yes. And that's the attic that. Are we going up? Can we go up there later? Yeah, we can. Uh, we can't take anybody up there. No, but we, we, can, we can go and have a look, could we? Oh, definitely. I'd love to. And that's where, where you picked up the little boy. Yeah, it was really cool because, once again, I had the EMF meter with me, and uh, when Maureen made contact, it started going off, and yeah. uh, as long as we made contact, the, we were getting readings, but when the contact was broken, so the, was... The EMF stopped yeah, or yeah. went down. The EMF, yeah. That's quite something. That's really good because, you see, I... I I've never been too sure about EMF uh, meters. Really? Uh, no, because you see, I, I've always I've always stated that an EMF meter isn't actually a ghost detector. It can only detect, as I thought, um, electromagnetic signals if the, the the electricity, the wiring, isn't earthed properly or something like that, which causes a change in our frequencies in our brain and makes us see something. But what you're saying there t totally knocks on the head what I've said. Because in other words, it's it's the electromagnetic signals from the spirit, yeah, that, that you're picking up on the meter. Do you think? I know it has something to do with the paranormal. Uh, I can't tell you exactly what. I mean, you know, some people say, well, they emit EMF, or yeah. you know, but maybe it's just if they're in like a different realm or a different dimension, it's that opening of a door that makes a, a spike in EMF. Yeah, which changes, changes frequencies, causes energies, um, electricity, electromagnetic signals. Who knows? But that, that is really quite... Have you, have you got that on film? Or, or yeah, you, yeah really? we have Ooh. a lot of this on... Uh, in fact, we're going to... You know, I will have my EMF meter there. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I'd, like to, I'd love to see that. But we didn't find Edgar Allan Poe there, unfortunately. Well, that's a shame. But then again, you see... 
I've always been a believer in, in you know, why should the, the, the most haunted person, sorry, the most famous person haunt a building? You know, you, you see, we, we, we've, we so easily fall into the trap of, of, of labeling the ghost with the name of the, of the most famous person. So, in other words, there's a ghost been seen here. All it is is a, is a gray, gray shape of a, of, of a person. Oh, it's Edgar Allan Poe. Why? Well, mm, he's the most famous person. But, you know, it could just be the ghost of, of, of the Salomon who fell down the stairs uh, and, and he's still here because of it. But, oh, no, no, it's much better to have it being the ghost of Edgar Allan Poe because it brings more visitors in. But, but then again, here's another thought. I don't know if you've ever thought of this. To be, to be famous, uh, like Edgar Allan Poe or, or, or Mary Queen of Scots or, or you name it, you, you, you often have to have a little bit more energy, charisma, a presence about you. Mm-hmm. And you know when you meet a person like that, you often say, you know, she left a real impression on me. This is true. Yeah. Do you think there's a possibility that they can leave an impression on the building? But you're talking more of a residual I'm impression. I'm talking residual energies, yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, indeed, yeah. yeah. But I just think there is a possibility that a famous energy, energy, energetic, charismatic person with more energy than us, perhaps, leaves an impression of themselves in the bricks and the stonework. This, is, this, is this brick built or, or wooden? Oh, it's brick on the outside. It, oh, you see, it's, yeah. a, it's a weirdly shaped building. If you look, it's actually triangular shaped. I know, I know. See how that. it goes in? Mm. Yeah, because that used to be a uh, Indian dry goods store, or as we say nowadays, a uh, Native American dry goods store. Well, b- before it became the Worthen pub. Mm-hmm. Wow. And in fact, the spirit that we made contact with uh, was a little boy that actually worked here at that time. And roughly, when, when, how long ago was that? Long time ago. A long time ago. Is a good answer. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you can you can always get away with it by you know, a long time ago. A long time uh, ago, far far planet. Right. That's, that's the one. <laughs> and, and so, explain a bit. So you said that an Indian. What was it? An Indian dry goods store. Like a you know, people would come in and buy whatever they needed. You know, uh, some tobacco, uh, some corn, uh, a bolt of cloth, uh, whatever. And then they turned it into a, a pub. It eventually became boarding house, and then a bar downstairs. And so, in other words, it, it's had a checkered history. Lots of different things have happened here over the years. If you say checkered, meaning different things, yeah, yeah. not checkered meaning evil oh, or, no. or saucy. Yeah. No, Although just... there, there supposedly was some uh, woman of Ill, Ill repute here. Well, I can imagine that, you know, in those days, in, in, in pubs and inns and that sort of stuff. So is, is, the, is there more than one ghost that haunts the Worthen? There are. We, actually, uh, we made contact with a female spirit as well, who may have been one of these ladies women. Of, ladies of the night mm. that are still around, perhaps. And, and Laura, uh, who you will meet tonight, Laura, our photographer, she yep. was with, with us at the time, and... Uh, she actually had the spirit go through her, which was kind of interesting. Yeah. And this was the spirit of the young la- of the lady? No, this was a gentleman. Oh, there's more oh. of them. Oh, what do you think? You're going to walk away with one or two? <laughs> there's always more than one, it seems to be, anyways. But, so, go ahead. So you've got at least, at least three, perhaps more. Yeah, I believe we've never gone into the basement. I believe there's more in the basement as well. Oh, it's got a cellar, basement, as mm-hmm. you call it, where they keep the beer, I presume. Probably. Yeah. Since I've never been there, I can't attest to it. Because, no. you see, 
Everybody's. Unless you wanted me to use my psychic powers, powers and tell you. Well, you can't. <laughs> the beer's in the cellar. The beer's in the cellar. <laughs> no, and it's just, just purely and simply that, that, that attics and cellars always seem to be the places that are haunted. Why? Because we're frightened of them. Because they're dark, they're underground. Or, or, and it's the same with, with every, every cop film that you see. They always chase people and they go up and they keep going up or they chase them and they go down and down. And we're fascinated by things underground. So they're always haunted. Are they really haunted or are we no. just perceiving that they're haunted? I think we're perceiving that they're haunted because they're dark. So is the attic. Um, and we're frightened to go up there. Why? Well, let me ask you this. Yes, sir. Um, if you're a spirit... And you want to get away from somebody? Where would you go? I'd either go up to the attic, <laughs> up or on the roof, the cellar. yeah, or I'd go down into the cellar. Yeah, I, I, I must be honest with you. you. You are right, and and of course the other thing we've got to remember is that because we're frightened of them, as as a lot of people are, me included, is there not every possibility that they're frightened of us? And go down to the cellar, or go up into the attic rather than staying here. And the only time they probably come out is when there's nobody here to frighten them. Yeah, this, that's the whole thing. There are so many circumstances, so many cases where, you know, things happen. I mean, for instance, yeah, there are only times that uh, it seems like when there's people around that you see ghosts. There are other times where, of course, if you're not there, you can't tell, but they may be there. Uh, which, which, which has happened. They've, they've caught them on uh, closed-circuit television and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, but there are also, you know different circumstances maybe when particular people are there uh they come out or when, when there's a particular project going on maybe some renovating or something oh or, yeah. you know something like that yeah you're so right because i mean i've, I've said for years the number of, of of builders that see ghosts the number of demolition men that see ghosts, and of course even the decorators uh when they're removing the old lady's beautiful wallpaper from her bedroom and she's chosen to stay in the house because she still thinks it's hers and all of a sudden, there they are, scraping away. The ghost hasn't been seen until the decorators come in. And then things start happening. Because we're talking of a, here, we're talking, in my opinion, of a spirit, a soul, an entity, of an intelligence that's chosen to stay because they love the place. And you're knocking it about. Well, let me ask you this, Richard. If, say you put your heart and soul into a house, and then you die. Okay. So you don't want to go to the next level or whatever because you love your house and everything else. Okay, so somebody else moves in and there's renovations, so maybe you're active. But what if the house becomes destroyed? What if they tear it down totally? Do you move on or do you still haunt the location? That's uh, a very, very, very good question. Um, and I think, you see, I believe that most ghosts are territorial anyway and, and either, either stay at where they died or stay at the place, as you've just said, that they love very much. Um, and how many times do we say, you know, what was on the side for? In other words, in my opinion, they stay on the site, um, regardless of, of the bricks and mortar and everything that's, that's, that's disappeared. Um, it's, their, it's their spot. It's their plot. Um, do they? Yes, they must know the house has been knocked down. Otherwise, they wouldn't, they wouldn't start throwing things around when you're scraping the wallpaper off the bedroom. So they know that. But, yeah, I think they stay. I think they stay on the site. Now, let me ask you another thing. Do they always know what 
our reality is, or do they still live in their own reality at one time? In other words, uh, do they see us in modern dress, or do they see us sometimes in period dress, or, or you know, do they see the house as it was or as it is? Yeah. Um, again, if my theory about the wallpaper is true, then they obviously see the house, <coughs> excuse me, as it is now. Uh, but then that doesn't account for the spirit that walks through the wall. In, in other, oh, I mean, the most famous incident of all, well, my favourite ghost story in, on, on Earth, is, is Treasurer's House in York in 1953, when a, a young guy, 18-year-old heating engineer called um, Harry Martindale, was drilling a hole through the ceiling in, in Treasurer's House. He was a heating engineer, so he was putting pipes in. Yep. And 20 Roman soldiers came through the wall towards him. Oh, sorry, not towards him at all. He was up a stepladder, and he saw a little, he heard a trumpet blowing. And all he did was com convert to reality, as we all do. You know, somebody's got the transistor on loud, and he looked down the corridor, saw nothing, and then a trumpet again, and a little Roman soldier came out the wall. Harry stepped back off his stepladder, <laughs> fell over, fell off it, and sat there on the floor as 20 Roman soldiers came through the wall. And they, but they were legless. They were small. Because, basically, without telling you the whole story, um, they did an excavation underneath the treasurer's house in the 1970s, and underneath the ground, 18 inches below the cellar floor, they found what was called the Via Decumana, which was the Roman road. And he saw the Roman soldiers on the Roman road, 18 inches below the cellar floor. So to them, the cellar floor wasn't there. The, ro the, the walls of the, of the cellar of the house weren't there. But was that an intelligent haunting or more or less a residual that they just still marching? I think it was residual. I think it was a recording held in the granite <coughs> silica... Uh, quartz, crystal, um, of the Roman road, 18 inches below the cellar floor. Oh, wait a minute here. I think uh, we have a caller. Uh, can't tell. Shall we try it? Oh, yeah. I've never seen you operate like this before. Now I know what it's, how it works. Hello, caller. Nope. Oh, <laughs> no, nope, we lost it. That wasn't uh, uh, for us, evidently. You don't think it was a spirit coming in, do you? You know, it could have been. From, Once from again, for, for, we are uh, broadcasting live at the Worthen Pub in uh, Lowell, Massachusetts. Uh, Richard is right here beside me. You, you know, it's funny. Uh, Richard is just, you know, uh, you sitting here so close to me in, in the flesh. I just expect to hear Yvette scream somewhere. Uh, no. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't, I haven't brought her with me. I don't, oh. I don't know where she is. But uh, Now, you've just got me. We ought to have her on the show Why sometime. don't you? Why don't we? That would be fun. That, that would be really, really quite something. I, I, um, in fact, I, I actually remember the last time, I think it was the last time she was on a, an American show, uh, I, I think she was ripped to pieces. Uh, yeah? Ghost Hunters. Ghost Hunters, yeah. God bless them. But we're not like that. We wouldn't, I, wouldn't, well, no. I would never do that. To her anyway. No, we, we, we treat guests with respect. I mean, we challenge them. No doubt we challenge them, but we certainly don't. We certainly treat them with respect, anyways. Yeah. So, and, uh, but I don't know the circumstances of it, but whatever. I know she was late, but anyway. But no, I, I would, that would be a really smashing idea, actually. See what we can do, shall we? Okay, I, I think that's a great idea. Once again, we're at the Worthen Residence. Uh, we want to say hello to Everybody uh, on uh, TojiNet and Pararex, uh, we can't get into the Pararex chat room because uh, we'll overload our poor little computer. And um, by the way, if anybody wants to call in, the number is 877-864-4869. 
877-864-4869 or join us live in the Togi Net chat room or you can hop in on the Pararex and see what's going on over there. Anyways, uh, it seems like Ioni. I mean, Ioni, uh, she, she's from the UK. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. And she says uh, that she has been to the Treasure House and uh, the very interesting house, uh, very decorative and extremely historical. It is. In fact, um, I presume that <clears throat> everybody's heard of Borley Rectory, which was reputed to be the most haunted house in Britain. Um, I'm afraid, and Harry Price, the, you know, the paranormal investigator in the, in the 40s, uh, wrote a book called The Most Haunted House in, in Britain, and I dispute that very much. Uh, in my humble opinion, uh, in my unexpertise opinion, I believe that Treasurer's House in York is actually the most haunted house in Britain. Really? Uh, yeah, there is. There is so, so what do you weigh that on? I weigh it on the number of ghost stories. In the building. And, and I swear to you, there, there is not a room in the house. It's not a case of, oh, there's one in the attic and there's one in the cellar or, and there's one in the parlor. There isn't a room in that house that doesn't have a, a, an amazing ghost story to, with it. And, and when you think it's, it's, it's that place has been there for the last over 400 years, and it's on the site, on the site of, of, of a Roman road uh, where tw 20 Roman soldiers have been seen. Um, it really is. I, I, if anybody's in York, you must, you must go to Treasurer's House because they now open the cellars up um, and you can go on a, a little mini ghost tour down in the cellars underneath. And it, it really is um, absolutely unbelievable. Um, and if I can get a plug in here, if you can't get to York, then you can see the full interview of me with Harry Martindale on the DVD Ghosts of York. Which I have brought with me, sir. Oh, excellent. And where can they get them online? They can get them online, They can too, get right? them online now on um, loadsadownloads.com. That's loadsadownloads.com. Um, and my son, Wills, will be only too pleased to, to download them for you. Right. Now, I know that you are doing Jeff Belanger's show, 30-odd minutes, uh, next week. Fantastic. Uh, which will be a lot of fun. I'm really looking forward to that one. And, and I understood he took one of your uh, downs or downloads to use in the show. So I didn't. I said I didn't know that. I wonder if it's the York one. Don't know. Hey, you never know. Mm, no, that's really exciting. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. That would be uh, that would be great. So we only got a couple of minutes before the break, but oh before we do that, I, I went on mentioned a couple of uh, the events that we have coming up. Uh, I know that next week, I mean, we've got a things, bunch of things going on in Gettysburg, but uh, next Wednesday we have a cruise and a, uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, well, they, they call it a cocktail party, but it's more like, you know, meet, we'll be doing... Meet and greet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you'll be talking a little bit, too. Yeah, I can yeah, do that. And I will be doing it as well. And, and uh, it's a cruise, which will be narrated in Portsmouth. Yes. So that, that's pretty cool. And... Uh, we actually, uh, the price on that is forty nine ninety nine, which that, is good. That's pretty good, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, and there'll be hors d'oeuvres served at, our, at the, the Rusty Dog afterwards, so it's kind of cool. That sounds really, really good. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. And uh, also uh, on the 29th, I think it is, we're doing a ghost hunt, but we're doing it at the Mance. Now, the Mance is actually a, a historic treasure in the United States. I mean, there's a $2 million organ in this place. So, I mean, they don't allow a lot of ghost people in there. Wow. So, unfortunately, we're limited to the number of people we can bring in. Yep. But you can definitely uh, uh, get a couple of tickets. I still think there's a couple of look. That sounds really good. Mm. Uh, and, I mean, is, uh, does, does the organ play on its own? Is there anything to do with the organ? No, you know, I mean, no? this, this house belonged to Thoreau. 
and right. Hawthorne over there and all of the members of the Transcendental uh, Movement. Right. Uh, it's, it's totally awesome. Sounds good to me. Can't wait for that one. Come yeah. and see me, folks. Okay, so anyways, we uh, have to take a break right now. You are listening to Ghost Chronicles International on Tojinet and Pararax. I am Ron Kolick. He is Richard, Richard Felix. Felix. And we'll be right back after the following messages at any time now. Welcome to Tokinet, radio with a cutting edge. <laughs> the vault is open. You're listening to The Haunted Headlines, your source for the stories making waves in the paranormal news. Sponsored by GhostVillage.com at www.GhostVillage.com backslash news. Good evening, I'm Chris Balzano, and you're listening to the return of the Haunted Headlines, Ghost Village's somewhat weekly journey around the paranormal newswire to bring you the biggest stories affecting the ghost community. This week, we're starting on the police blotter, as two different groups of ghost hunters were caught illegally trespassing in the Northeast. The first comes out of the famous haunted town of Salem, Massachusetts, where the Salem News reports three teenagers from nearby Revere, Mass., were caught trying to break into Old Salem Jail. The property is currently under construction, with a location, long the home of ghost sightings and stories, will be turned into an apartment complex. The three reportedly jumped the fence, looking to confirm the haunted rumors. No details have been released on the future of the charges for the trespassers. The second comes out of Cedar Grove, New Jersey, where another abandoned building, this time the Essex County Hospital Center, was the scene of the crime. Six investigators between the ages of 18 and 29 were caught in the hospital and charged with trespassing and obstruction of administration of the law, according to Philly.com. At press time, it was unclear whether the group were a group of investigators or someone who was running a tour on a location that is historically known to be haunted in the area. We are also currently looking for more information on a group of teens out of Texas who have caught doing something similar, so make sure to keep on clicking on the Ghost Village news section as more details are released. Perhaps the two biggest stories this week, however, have been the publishing of convincing ghost photos out of Rhode Island and a town outside Lincoln, England. The Rhode Island picture was convincing enough to slow down the workings of a local radio station out of East Providence. According to WPRI.com, a caller phoned into Light 105 and shared with them a picture she had taken from her cell phone of her young niece. The child clearly has an older woman standing behind her, although the caller claims no one else was in the room when the photo was shot. The picture is so clear it has to be staged fraud or something paranormal, and the debate has been raging for almost a week now. In addition to picking up the story, other media outlets have been hosting online debates and polls about the photo. And lastly tonight, according to a repeated report, who seems to have its original source in the Lincolnshire Echo, investigators appear to have captured an urban legend come to life on film. Sources say the spirit of a former member of the Women's Auxiliary Air Force of England has been haunting a base she served on 60 years ago. The woman died decades ago, and the base has since been closed, but that has not stopped people from seeing her spirit near the scene of the accident. Now, the Spalding Paranormal Investigation Team thinks they have captured her on camera. Through a thick cloud of smoke, something can be seen, but it is not immediately clear if it is the same figure who has been flagging down cars to ask for help with her injured boyfriend 
for more than 50 years. You can go to ghostvillage.com and click on the news section to see a link to the picture and judge for yourself. Thank you for listening in to the Haunted Headlines. That's all we have for this week. You can find out more about these stories and others by going to the news section of Ghost Village at www.ghostvillage.com backslash news. I'm Chris Balzano. Yes, of course. Well, they just have a bit less. <laughs> we are now back, uh, and it's Richard Felix um, and Ron Kolek um, live from Lowell, Massachusetts, in the Worthen. Um, and it's very warm. By the way, I brought the weather over with me. You know that, do you? You did. That yeah. was very tame, Richard. Was it tame? Yeah, it was, it was very tame. Time. We're back. I'm sorry. We're back. <laughs> Is that better? Sorry about <laughs> Whatever. that. Whatever. Well, it's the first time I've done it, but I will get better, I promise. <laughs> you know what? When we do uh, Ghost Chronicles uh, live, with Ma- when I do it with Maureen, she knows it's her role to, when oh. we come back with the hot beats, yeah. she calls, she, that's her job. And she's like, we're gotcha. back. And, and, and of course, you, obviously, you and Maureen, are, do you, are you together normally when you do it? Yeah, Maureen and I do uh, Ghost Chronicles but you live. Sit, do you sit together and do it? Like oh, uh, most of the time, yeah. Yeah, because that's yeah. the difference. Because it's totally new to me. Uh, unless she's on the road. Gotcha. Yeah. 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 But uh, anyways, once again, we are broadcasting live from the Worthing Bar down here in... Uh, uh, downtown Lowell. Downtown Lowell. As you can tell, there's a lot of noise in here. People are drinking and carousing and all kinds of stuff. It's great. It's wonderful. It really is. Absolutely. Oh, she can have two. She can. Yeah, here, here we are having questions. Look at this. Yeah, this is awesome. this is live. <laughs> of course she can. Bring them in. <laughs> yeah. At the door is fine. At the door tonight. Come on down. All oh, you're coming out if you want. Who cares? That's it. Well, that's what it's all about. Anyways, hey? I got to say hello to Bob out there. Bob is a paranormal investigator. He, Hi, Bob. He, he uh, follows the uh, show all the time. Fantastic. Uh, goes to a lot of our events as well. So well, Where's he from, Ron? He's uh, from Methuen, which is... Oh, uh, yes, I've seen the signs of that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. There must be Methuen in the UK as yeah, well, Yeah, but we right? call it Meth. Oh, that's too bad. How's about that? Because there was a guy like called Darby. Lord Methman. Lord Methman. Yeah. Maybe he just like couldn't Darby. speak English, so he didn't say Methuen. He said Methuen because he couldn't. Well, you never know. Yeah, yeah it's funny that because that's when I saw it. But it, it's U-E-N, isn't it? Methuen. You are right. But yeah, Derby, Derby. Oh, come on. It's a bit like Clerkenwell. It should be Clerkenwell. Who? Clerkenwell in London. It's, uh, but it's, it's spelled Clerkenwell. We're whatever. Funny, we're funny folks. Funny whatever. Folks. But uh, I'm quite amazing because I'm, I'm sat here um, in the bar. And, and behind me is a picture. You know him? Kirk Boot. Kirk Boot. He is from Derby. Sorry, Derby. <laughs> He's from my Derby. He was a soldier that fought with, with the Duke of Wellington uh, in the Peninsula War. And he came over here and, and co-founded Lowell, Massachusetts. Really? Which I find absolutely amazing, yeah. Oh, by the way, Bob corrected us. He's from Lawrence. Oh, well. Oh, well. So that whole so conversation was down to two. Matthew yeah, whatever. That's yeah, fine. Never mind about that. So, yeah, there he is, Mr. Boot. I wonder if he haunts the place. I bet he came in here. I bet he came in here because he I think he was still alive in 1834. I mean, we're talking about this is pretty much the original building. You can see the, the metal, uh, the tin ceiling, right? Yeah. yeah. The paddle fans, which are the only uh, belt-driven panels, battle, bleh, belt-driven paddle fan system still in its original building in the United States. That is I mean, this place is an institution, isn't it? 
When you think about it, well, they've institutionalized some of the people. Oh, that's right. Yeah, probably we will be. But I mean, so these this puddle sort of um, these funds. How on earth did they work originally? I know it's got nothing to do with the goat. Well, it might have. You never know because the. the, I mean, was it? Would it have been water driven or? or? I would. I would imagine water driven. That's absolutely. Maybe they hired some guy to sit on a bicycle and pedal. Yeah. Can you tell me why? Why are they not on now? Very warm in here, you know. I have no clue. (laughs) What do I know? Who knows? Who knows? Anyways, we are getting ready for our event here tonight at the Worthing. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm sure to talk on what is a ghost. You're doing the stories about the hauntings, I presume, here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And, and is Maureen coming? She's not coming tonight? No, no, no. She's very aloof, you know, Maureen. Is she? Yes, yes, yes. yes. She, 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 where does she live? Yeah, I don't call her a queen for nothing, you know. Of course. <laughs> Got you. I see. Yep. Sorry? What? Some of the patrons are asking us questions. No, We're so confused. <laughs> we are being... Um... Anyways, uh, yeah, no, she comes in every so often. But anyways... Oh, is that right? Lots of people are asking what? about tickets. And why is it sold out? <laughs> why is it sold out? Well, I suppose they could still... Well, if they had bought them earlier, it wouldn't be sold out, wouldn't it? That's the whole point. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's because it's, it, I think that's all that we can get in the room, isn't it, Ron? Uh, it, yeah. And... Food's been organized as well. Exactly. Never mind. But listen, guys, there's plenty more places you can come and see us. That's right. Uh, um, next Monday, we'll be up at the uh, Wyndham in uh, Wyndham. That's what I was <laughs> going to say. And is the Wyndham a pub as well? It's a uh, restaurant. Oh, fantastic. And it's... Is that Dining with the Dead? Dining with the oh, Dead. Oh, no, I'm not now. Yeah, that's going to be... Uh, and, and do I have to wear my suit? Uh, no. Hey? No. No? Oh, it's not that sort of... It's not sort of there's a ghost with a blue suit there, though. Oh, is there? Mm-hmm. Well, I've got a black suit, but... Uh, so it's... Uh, so that's, that's actually a meal. That's uh, a sit-down uh, meal. And then I'm doing a sort of a talk, an after-dinner speech. Yeah, after-dinner, yep. Yeah, that sounds great. So good. hopefully you don't get the acid indigestion, but... Uh, well, that's great. And, of course, people can still buy tickets. There's some left, I presume? Ah, oh, there is. There's a few left. Yep. Uh, what, anyghostproject.com? Correct. I tell you what, you know what? Every time I listen to that, I think any ghost project, I always think of ANY. I know. And that's why every time you do it, you actually say anyghostproject.com, New England mm-hmm. ghostproject.com. Absolutely. Because it could be confusing. Your Sam Adams is all done, Richard. Oh, that's. And I noticed you're getting a little patch there. Yeah, no, I am. Yeah, my Sam Adams has run out, but I'm sure somebody in the bar will bring me some more over because I can see it there. I tell you what, your beer is very good. It is. Yeah. Well, it's not really my beer, personally. No, but it's, well, it's your country's beer, isn't it? Is, well, it, is it sold all over the U.S.? Yeah, it is. Uh, Santa Ana is probably one of the patients. Well, you realize that our biggest... Uh, Cheers, Ron. Thanks. Ah. Appreciate that. Uh, our biggest brewer was uh, Budweiser, but they are no longer American. No, I think. Czechoslovakia, no. I uh, Belgium, I believe. Yeah. Oh, right. Whatever. But this, we were only talking because I had my first Sam Adams the other day. And this is actually the nearest to, to English. Really? Beer. Oh, yeah. It's, but it's, it's not, not really it's not warm, though. No, well, no, it's not. I had some warm ones last night. I don't mind. I mean, it's so hot outside. I, I'm going to be honest with you. I do drink lager in, in the summer when it's very, very hot. And it's very, very hot over here at the moment. Do you uh, drink ale as well? I drink ale. I drink real ale. Uh, and funnily enough, the best, the best beer for me in, in Britain is, is called Samuel Smith's. Not Samuel Adams. And really? It's made in Yorkshire. And it really is. It's nectar. But it has to be room temperature, sir. It's much, much browner than this. But this is good. I like it. And um, I, I shall be probably drinking I, I suppose we should be talking about it. There you go. You got a salute from one of the patrons here. Salute. Cheers. Rasmadania. 
Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Slunch Slunch whatever. Yeah, whatever. Uh, <laughs> you know what? You, another thing is they asked in the uh, chat room. Yeah, maybe maybe that's something we, we ought to think about. Well, it's okay. You don't have to read it. It's, is that they're asking for a webcam. Maybe we ought to think about broadcasting webcam as well. Why not? I'll tell you what. I mean, because obviously on, on Skype or whatever, mm -hmm. um, obviously we, I've got a camera. On, on mine, and when when we did the funnily enough, when we did the interview with Matthew Smith, we actually had the webcam on, and I'd never used it before, never because you know I'm not of this world, I'm of an yeah, I noticed world. that, yeah, um, and uh, I'd never used it, and I, and it's good. I think that would be a really good idea, webcams, and, and especially the way I wave my arms about, because I actually got <laughs> an award, you know, on um, most haunted. For what? The first waving series. the arms the most? Oh yeah, the best use of hands. Are you serious? Oh yeah, I've got it. I mean, in fact, again, we could show it. You see, if we'd got webcams. We I have an have award um, at home from Most Haunted Series Series Two, best best use of hands, honestly. And I also got we got I got two awards at the ceremony because at the end of at the end of every um, series we have um, a rap party. Uh, and at the very beginning, Carl, rap meaning wrapping things up, rap, not rap. a rap, rap, rap. No, 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 no not, not okay. raps with like sandwiches. No, and um, basically, Carl Beatty um, made these these um, trophies. And we and I got two awards. One was one was best use of hands, and the other one, guys, was the most scared person. You? Mm. Honest. How most scared wait, 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 wait. How come Yvette didn't get it? You tell me. Well, you see, that's awful. I got most you, scared. Wait a person, you, most haunted guys. You beat out a girl. How sad is I that? Mean, well, I told you I was. A, I was was. Oh. Didn't I? <laughs> and you see, the difference between Yvette's fear and my fear is that, I mean this in the nicest way, Yvette's fear is sort of girly, screamy. Oh, it is. You know what I mean? Type, which, which I, let's be honest with you, makes the program. I mean, I know people complain. <laughs> oh, tell I enjoy it. To, I yeah, enjoy tell it. that woman to stop squealing. But come on, guys. That's why, that's why people watch it. It's entertaining. But my, my fear is but, deep but what's, what's Carl's pr problem? What's Carl's problem? With... With what? Because <laughs> he screams like a woman at times. Yes, he's probably living with his wife. <laughs> so long, I'm not sure. saying that. But, but, but for me... Yvette, I did not say that. No, that was I not did. me, that was Richard. <laughs> <laughs> but for me, it's a deep-rooted fear, and it's, uh -huh. which is genuine. Um, Richard Felix is frightened of ghosts, has been frightened of ghosts since he was four years of age. He's now the grand old age of 5'10". I like that. You guys can never say what you really mean. Yeah. So you make up these words, you know, like 50, 10. 50, 10. Yeah. And, 10 um, stone, 12, whatever. 10 stone, 14 pounds. There you go, like whatever. That. Yeah. <laughs> um, and um, I, I really am frightened. I mean, I'll be very honest with you. You know, one or two places that you're taking me. Um, it's, not, it's not going to be easy, especially in the Gettysburg thing. It, if, if we... You know, doing what we say we're going to do, and 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 so oh, we're doing. Put, uh, we're doing. Uh, put me in, in in a haunted hospital because you do realise, don't you? I don't know if I've told you this, that the very first ghost I ever heard was in a haunted hospital in mm. in England, and I was in the Territorial Army, which is like your your home home guard, uh, like the um, the National Guard, um, and I was on an exercise um, in 1977, and I was a radio operator. And I'd been in a battle, and I was that high because all I ever wanted to be was a soldier. Really? We got we got back into our billets, uh, and I lay down in my sleeping bag. Thirty-seven soldiers in this room, and this lad's voice started up at the back of me, uh, calling for a nurse, crying, uh, moaning, and um, it had been about seventeen or eighteen. That was all. 
And and all I the only thing I couldn't do, Ron, was was to press the button to fetch a nurse. Because, really? Well, there wasn't a nurse because it was just a big, big open 1930s-style classroom. Uh, and I ended up lying in my sleeping bag with tears running down my cheeks, listening to this um, young guy dying. How old are you, are you then? Me, 27. Wow. 27. Um, and basically, what did I do? What, I mean, you hear it so I, I fell asleep. And so everyone says, ah, oh, come on, you, you're overtired. Use your story. You know, you've been on exercise. Anyway, the following morning, I didn't tell anybody. Would you? You know, 37 squaddies, soldiers in the room with me. I was an officer cadet. I certainly wouldn't tell anybody I'd heard a ghost. And then about three days later, um, driving down for the rest of camp, giving this young lady a lift who was a Women's Royal Army Corps, she said, where were you on the exercise? Oh, yes, two days ago, Bestwood Lodge. This is gospel truth out of the blue. She said, oh, my God, she said, that place is haunted. Really? And I said, oh, come off it. I said, I know it is. She said, no, no, I mean it. There was an article in the Nottingham Evening Post last week about the haunting. I said, well, stop. And I got this guy with me from uh, Charlie Zamet, who was Maltese guy. And I said, Charlie, you bear witness to this before this young lady says any more. And I'm telling you now, was it a hospital? Oh, she said, yes, that's what the article was about. In, in 1943, it was requisitioned by the army as a hospital. And I heard this young lad's voice at the back of me calling for a nurse. And... I, was, I wasn't frightened when I heard it, but when I got to camp and I was wandering around the ammunition park at 3 o'clock in the morning with a pickaxe handle in my hand, <laughs> I was frightened that it had followed me. But it didn't. It was, it was a recording. Interesting. So here am I going into a Confederate hospital in Gettysburg, dressed in, hopefully in a, in, a uni, in a Yankee uniform, which will go against the grain because I'm a Confederate. Um, who knows what might happen? And I'm frightened. Well, I mean, that's kind of interesting. But, I mean, you know where you're staying. You're staying on Little Round Top. Oh, God. And that's where, that's where the whole battle changed yeah. was right at Well, that's my inspiration. You know, Colonel Chamberlain, I think it was. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and, and for me, I, I cannot think of anywhere. Yes, I can. I, I also want to be, I want to go to Little, uh, I want to go to um, the Alamo. Mm. I, I want to go to the Little Big Horn. I want to go to Ro Wounded Knee. Not, not now. <laughs> not this time. Um, well, that's good, because that's a long road trip. <laughs> I know it is. And um, also the scene of the Charge of the Light Brigade in the Crimea. Um, oh, that would be good. Yeah. All of, nobody's done that, you see. And all of this, of course, is going to be part of the series Battlefield Ghosts. But I told you about the most haunted place, or I should be the most haunted place in the world. There were 90,000... Roman soldiers were killed in one day. Tom, tell me more. You heard about the uh, Spartacus, right? Yes, yes. Well, they sent an army out to crush him when he was down on the end of the boot. And what happened is the uh, Spartacus is very smart as a, a general. He knew his opponent. He knew his he knew, he knew his, uh, you know, what their traits were, what they did. And uh, he knew that this Roman general, I forget his name, of course, I was going to be very aggressive. So he crossed the river, and when they get him over there, they, he committed this pincer movement on him and absolutely crushed him. He, I mean, physically crushed him. They were so tight they couldn't even raise their weapons. So it was a mere slaughter. Do you imagine yes, how yes. tired you must have been from all that killing? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, that, yeah. I believe, is the single largest. And, and was it by the water? 
Uh, it was say, a river. Yeah, oh, river. come on. I mean, you see, there's all the ingredients there. Right. Haunting. Uh, Absolutely. Residual, because I believe also, which we'll talk about another time, a thing called the water tape theory. Right. Um, and also the trauma, the tragedy, the, the premature death, uh, and the emotion that must have been there. Um, where, where I don't even, I should know that. I, I'm supposed to be into military history. But that, and that's at the tip of what, Italy? It was on the, uh, yeah, down the boot. The boot, because Italy's shaped yeah, like a boot. yeah. Down the heel section. Well, I need but, to look I mean, that one up. I would, I would seriously, Ooh. because uh, there were th at least three major battles where uh, umpteen number of uh, soldiers died. I mean, it really, seriously. Uh, Are you talking about 90,000? 90,000 in that particular battle. I was astonished. I mean, that is a lot of dead people. It is. When you think, joking apart, because, yeah. I mean, we are very hard to kill. And, you know, and, and it wasn't like they just took a gun and shot them. Back then, you had, had to hack them to pieces. Yeah, yeah. And I was, what I was going to say is, we, we don't die easily. You no. realize that, don't you? I mean, we, we you know, where, on John Wayne films, you know, bang, you're dead. It doesn't happen like that. You know, you have to keep battering people and uh, hacking them. And, and you know, we, we take a long time to die. So the energy. Oh, that, absolutely. I, I, need to, I need to know more about that because that would be a very good one to do. All right. But I never mean, mind that. Never mind that. Um, little round top will suit me down to the ground. But I know. I mean, that's that's what we're talking about. Uh, I'm so excited about battle, that. Battlefield ghosts. I mean, that's. I mean, there are so many uh, good battlefields that. Yeah. But do we need massive casualties to be haunted, or do you need like a, a few? I, I I don't think it matters. I think it's the nature of the death. But obviously, the the more casualties, the more chances of of, of the trauma um, being recorded in the the fabric. And again, it depends. I think it depends on the site as to what's on the site, ley lines, um, fault lines under the earth, energy coming from the earth, water, uh, rivers, streams, wells, all that sort of stuff. I think all add to the ingredients of, of how good the cake is, if you know what I mean. The more ingredients there are there, the more chances there are of, of a haunting. What about a one particular person? Say, for instance, William Wallace. Again, back to the... To me, back to the energy of the person uh, as to whether they're there, and again, the nature of his death. And remember, he was, he was hanged, drawn, and quartered. Ouch. Which was, was a way in those That'll days leave a mark. Of, yeah, of sending you actually to hell because the body wasn't whole. Um, mm. And so he was never buried. And so if he, if he was a Christian, there's every possibility his spirit may still be around because he didn't get closure, as you Americans call it. We could, you know, laid to rest. And the body wasn't whole. But what about, what about a person like that who is not only, uh, it meant so much to so many people. Yeah, energetic. Right. So would that energy, the, the, the love of the people for him, yeah. would that matter in a... Uh, I think so. Yeah. yeah, I think so. And again, I mean, you see, the trouble is with me, it's come too late <laughs> because I'm not going to live long enough to do all of this. Oh, you never know. Well, you never know. One of the other series I'd love to do will be called In the Ghostly Footsteps of General Custer, William Wallace, Bonnie Prince Charlie, Mary Queen of Scotland. should be telling people this. Don't go away and do it, folks, because this is my idea. Yeah, And yeah. I'm having it. But that would be a good one. I think so. Really would, wouldn't it, hey? But, I mean... Abraham Lincoln. Um, I'll keep going, you know. Um, George Washington. But Does he haunt places? Supposedly everywhere. What, Washington? Yeah, yeah. Really? But again, as I said at the beginning of the show, it, you've got to be careful that you don't tie in the haunting with the famous person. 
because it's not necessarily them, unless you've unless you've seen them and you know exactly. But I mean, would you would, would you recognise Washington if you bumped into him in the street? If he if he happened to be dressed? Yeah, we see in, his picture on the dollar. Yeah, of course you have. Of course, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, of course you have. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, you know, lots of people like Anne Boleyn. Yeah. You know, who'd recognise her? I wouldn't. Not me. But let me ask, you know, George Washington, like, he's supposedly be everywhere, but doesn't that go back to your theory about uh, a charismatic person or someone? Well, of course, he was the father of our country, so yeah. Uh, yeah. maybe his energy is everywhere. I think so, because he, he was more of an energetic, energetic person than, than possibly you or I, or not necessarily. But um, I think that's a possibility, and you're leaving a residual recording of yourself where you go, um, which is... It's still a ghost. That's what we call a ghost, right. isn't it? Uh, but I just think it would be lovely to, to visit the, the, the places that, that these people were where their ghosts have been reported. Mm -hmm. um, and it would just bring a different, um, a different outlook on, on, a, on a history program. I mean, we, we hear about famous people. We hear about you know, famous ghosts and stuff like that. Yeah. But what about cowards? I mean, I mean, if anybody, according to your theory, wouldn't pass on, it would be a coward because they would be riddled with guilt. But we don't hear much about coward ghosts. That's a, I've never thought about that. Mm. I mean, yeah, but it depends. I, I think it, I still think it depends on the nature of the of the of the, the death. death. And, and, death. And so, so most cowards. Oh, I don't know. What about cowards that get shot? What about all the poor lads from the First World War that were that that you know wouldn't go over the top and then and were then. Shot. Do we know the other ones haunted it, or, no, or is it the heroes, the one that went over the top that died? Yeah, it could be either. It, it really could be. But but what I'm really saying is, I suppose that the coward who was was tied to a post and shot didn't have any more of a traumatic death than than the than the young 18 year old British Tommy or or American soldier that was actually blown to pieces by a shell. Um, and I do think that that's what we're talking about: the nature of the death. Is, is such an important part of, of whether there's a haunting and the ingredients of what's on the site, in the ground, um, which can hold the memory. Absolutely. But, you know, let's face it, we're, we're all of us, um, us ghost hunters, in the Stone Age. Oh, yeah. Aren't we? We don't understand. And you've got to realize it's still a pseudoscience as far as mainstream uh, community is uh, Very much determined. so. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how much... Uh, Funding you have over here. Uh, oh, sorry. Yeah. It goes, Speak, speaking about funding, uh, we've only got a few minutes left, and we just wanted to go over some of the events that we. What a very good idea, because we why need funding. Why are you <laughs> here? Yeah. Speaking of funding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, we are here at the Worthen tonight. Uh, I think that's pretty much sold out. Uh, you want to take a chance? And, Turn well, up. Come and see us, folks. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, I mean, there uh, might not be quite as much food. But, yeah, but you'll still get as much as me. So uh, and me. I'm Ron, and, and oh, not Maureen, no. no. Um, so we can give you a good show tonight. So you know, uh, come and join us. Come ticket, and see us. Tickets are thirty nine bucks. So uh, available yeah, at the bar tonight. Uh, yeah, if well, <laughs> let's do it. If, let's fill the place if we can. Uh, anyways, next. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> this is lovely. This is fantastic. And, the wonders, the beauties of live radio. Eh? It's nearly as good isn't as that it? one we did with the um, when we couldn't get Mark Webb on, isn't it? Oh God, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, uh, also there's um, uh, the Wyndham Restaurant next Monday night, Dying the Dead. Yeah, I'm looking we have to tickets that. available for that. Yeah, uh, see us, guys. That's a full sit-down meal, so yep. that's good. Um, we also have a cruise, and they call it a cocktail party. But it's more than more than that. 
Uh, it's a narrated cruise through Portsmouth Harbor on a uh, boat. And uh, after that, we go to the Rusty Dog or wherever the hell it is. And, yeah. Good and, night. Uh, there's, yeah. there's hors d'oeuvres, and we'll, we'll, you'll be talking, and I'll be, I'll be talking. talking. We'll be talking. Yeah. So come and see us, guys, because we'd and, love to see you. And uh, we also have the ghost hunt at the end of the month uh, at good. the Mance, which is very, very good. Uh, yeah. There's only a few tickets left of that. That's a historic landmark. Uh, they don't let ghost hunters in it very often, so it, yeah. So I would, see us at the mountains. Yeah, and then also, uh, what else we got going? Oh, tomorrow night you're down in I'm Salem. I'm in Salem tomorrow yes, night. Yes, uh, I'm doing a ghost walk, uh, and I'm also doing a talk in Salem. Um, that's quite exciting for me, as you can imagine. You know, the, the witch capital of the world. That's really quite something. And I think I think uh, information is on um, life and death tours. Dot com, I think it is. If you go to the uh, oh. NA Ghost Project, that's New England Ghost Project uh, website, uh, nagostproject.com, uh, there's a list of it, all the links are there. And catch oh, it fantastic. There. So, so yeah, it's don't, easy to do. Don't delay. Come and see us, guys, because we'd love to see you. And again, I need stories. I need ghost stories um, from anybody that, that's got them. Because, Especially uh, if you're a ghost, we'd like you to have a drop in. Well, and, if and, we uh, could see a real ghost. Cause scared the hell out of Richard. We got the cameras with us, so uh, we could photograph you. Mm. I know. I know that in Gettysburg we will have all the equipment, so that's going to be interesting. That's really. I think for me, uh, to go to Gettysburg is is like the Holy Grail for me. I really do. I'm very excited about. I, it. I know we only get a minute left, but I, let me, speaking of equipment, I just wanted to mention this. Um, in most haunted. Okay, now we when we set up a base camp and we we have remote cameras everywhere. Do they do that in, in most haunted at all? Remote cameras. Yeah, they do on the lives. On the live programs, we have live cameras so people yep. can see, but but not so much on on the um, on the actual show itself. No, we have them. What we walk around with cameras, but that's about it. Mm. You see, the trouble is often, you know, the the, the trouble is we the, the the you know TV is full of egos, and most of the time the cameras are pointing at us, which <laughs> is not. Let's be honest, that is not what you want to see. You want the cameras pointing towards where the ghost might be, uh, rather than up our nose. Yeah, uh, anyways, uh, so that, well, yeah, but it's good, like, if you're in a room and you, you hear a sound from another room and you get a camera near. That's true. I, I think that, that, you know, really and truly more cameras are needed uh, for that sort of stuff to capture things. Because, you see, to be very honest with you, in all the, you know, certainly the four years I was on the program, 122 programs, I think I only ever caught something once, and that was the time I, I in Wales, when I saw a dark shadowy figure down by the cloisters, and I, I, I ran. I turned around and ran off, tripped over my coat, fell up the steps and screamed, it's got me, <laughs> which it didn't. But, I, but the amazing thing is that when we looked at the footage, there was a dark figure there, folks. Well, anyways, uh, the beats have started, so that's uh, uh, time to wrap it up. I can't hear them, though, because once again, we're broadcasting live in the bar. Yeah. Even though, uh, well, that's Sam Adams. You did pretty that's good it, on that one. Sam Adams has yeah. gone down well. Yeah. I shall be probably having another. Should and, be very, uh, very talkative tonight. Having one or two with the folks tonight in the Worthen. So, uh, Ron, this has been fantastic. Are we doing similar next week somewhere? Yeah, we absolutely will while you're here. I should coco. And so it'll be a lot it's of fun. It's much more fun. I've enjoyed this. It's been fantastic. So, anyways, it's time to wrap it up and say goodnight. And See God you guys. bless. See you around, hopefully.
goalies to ghosties, long as getting beasties, things that go on. 